suggested by a member here at the group today, and it's uh, it's the last two sentences on page eighty-nine. Let me know when you're there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so it says, so cooperate, never criticize. To be helpful is our only aim. All right, well, welcome everyone. Thank you, Paul. This is uh, a lot more about your behavior in recovery. It's not what we really try to target here, but um, so cooperate, never criticize. Well, maybe question the feeling that you criticized or you cooperated, yeah, just weaken that you because that's what's giving the meaning to cooperation or criticizing yeah this is the point of this platform really it isn't about cooperating more criticizing less i have faith that that will happen if uh, you lose interest in uh the one who's cooperating or criticizing yes do you understand there's an act of cooperation the head claims that act and it says you're the one who's cooperative, yeah? Or there's an act of criticizing, the head claims that act as being the doer of it, and now it's critical. And so it, after a while, it'll come up with a historical sort of noose you'll wear, which is you're a critical person. And so, and it's gonna, for me, then a story, for me, as a critical person, it's gonna be very hard for me to cooperate, you see? So this claiming of cooperation and criticizing just grows a lot of self in the garden, yeah, of the mental state, really. So this is what I'm more interested in, yeah? This is what they say to us, to be helpful is our only aim, to be a maximum use. That's basically the agenda of recovery. It's not a self-centered agenda, really. So to be a maximum use, to be helpful is, only, is our only aim. Yeah, that's a stated principle. The idea of so cooperate, never criticize. Well, I'll tell you something. Never criticize, you're going to probably fail quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nevers, I don't like always and never. It just doesn't work in my experience. Yeah, so all right. This is it. Oh, I feel like my whole sobriety is based on if I don't criticize. And so suddenly you criticize or there's criticizing and then you think it's you. You're out of the grace, you know, you're out of the grace atmosphere. You're now under the reliance on self. Yeah. So now you don't deserve, you know, it can go on and on and on. If I see this criticizing, usually it's, it's made into humor. Yeah. If I'm cooperating, I don't notice I'm cooperating because it seems like being in the flow and the flow is more than enough for me. Yes. So I don't believe I'm cooperating today. I'm, I'm in cooperation. And when there's criticizing, it usually doesn't leave a mark because it doesn't come out of Paul Hedeman's little uh, amphitheater. And it turns into a comedy show, really. Yeah, this is how I see it. And to be helpful is our only aim. 
Yes, but you need wisdom about help because you don't want to do a disservice to someone from keep by keeping them from their bottom. That is not being helpful. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers of helpfulness. Sometimes helpfulness does it looks like tough love, doesn't look like anything like compassion. But knowing that maybe the only convincer is going to be their own life themselves, then you let it go. Yeah. So being helpful goes through a lot of transitions in your own life because you're seeing, yes, but how you see changes and how you see being helpful changes, tell you the truth, a lot, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a principle, do the best you can because if you set up, it's got to be always or never, you're going to be disqualified quite a lot by the head. Yes, because just you don't, maybe you realize the head is playing God with your recovery. Yeah, it plays God with whatever it gets brought into contact with. It's attempting to keep playing God in recovery. Now you have failed uh, the mission because you weren't helpful every second of the day and you criticized. Yes. What's that but playing God? So this is a uh, first things first, you know, sober. Yeah. And then let's see if you progress with less criticizing, more cooperation. Yeah. If you are, you're on your, there's a current that's moving you have faith in that current. Yes. And the thing is, you may be criticizing you about not cooperating and being critical. Yes. Yeah. It just turns in on itself. So uh, what we're sharing uh, aren't the banners of recovery. We're sharing a primary condition that to me uh establishes what kind of meaning is going to be given to what happens yes and i feel when you're in rule 62 and you you've lost interest in self uh there's much more forgiveness for criticism and there's not even an acknowledgement for cooperation because it feels like a flow just like when you're humble there's you don't think you're humble that's part of humility yes you're just in it so um, I'd rather just get back to, uh, is there a bondage of self? And is that bondage of self what has defeated us through its manifestations? And is self foreign to us or is it a part of us? Does self have to go along with the program or is it the target of the program? Yes? Is it supposed to join in on the process or be what's being processed? Yeah. This to me is fundamental. It's an attitude or an outlook or a new basis. Yeah. And then you'll see helpfulness and criticism in a different light. Yeah. Yeah. So I think AA is incredible about, you know, having morals and living by codes and stuff. We want to, I just want to see, is there something claiming to be the one who's living the code? Yeah. And if it is not me, 
and it has a nature, let's say of a parasitical nature, even though it seems to be lining up with the good, somehow it's going to fucking turn it sour. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. A, to me, first things first is the right diagnosis of the problem, I feel. Yeah. And this is a humble suggestion of what I believe is the problem. It's an activity of selfing. There is no self. There's a self is implied by the listening to the selfing. Yes. We conjure up the idea of self, not on our own, but by the constant, constant barrage of the narrative of selfing. Yeah. So we make the leap from an activity to a noun, seemingly. So now we now that that which we're appearing as we now are that seemingly yes to me that is the bondage of self the bondage of self is an act of being identified as something that you're not yes and then not seeing its role in thing and then basically when we we're out there we don't we, we didn't want to see our role in thing i really felt that was the protection the parasite was producing because it doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you're going to look see its role in things. Yeah. And they're different. Its role in your life and your role in your life are different. They are not the same role. Yes. You would not have done most of the shit you did while under the influence if you weren't under self's influence. You wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I don't do it. It's 35 years. I'm not crawling on a rug thinking lint is cocaine. I'm not hoping beyond hope that somehow it's going to make me feel different than I'm feeling right now. I don't, my, how I'm feeling isn't causing a huge drive to not feel it. Yeah. Because I feel somewhat content and satisfied, you know, and at peace. So the whole mechanism has been turned off in a way. And it doesn't lead me to, you know, looking for places to get something I can't find there. It doesn't. Yes. And that head is going to criticize. If you think you're going to live in a world of never criticizing anything and you're listening to the head, you're going to be failing every day. Just like when I first started, I remember I make a vow, I'm not going to have a resentment at 8.30. By 8.40, I saw something as a threat or that it reminded me of a previous harm. Yes, I could, the vow could, the vow was broken in 10 minutes. Yeah. Why don't you admit you can't stop criticizing? Why don't you admit that you can't seem to be cooperative? All right, there you go. That's the good starting point, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> admit that I can't do a lot of stuff and then something else will do it for me or as me yes that's the to me the whole spirit or theme of recovery is admitting i'm outmatched not you know stopping shit completely the admittance is i haven't been able to stop shit completely yes if i could have i wouldn't be doing this yeah i've i found myself walking around thinking I had power, but experiencing powerlessness, yeah? 
So first things first, let's admit that I can't stop criticizing. And then maybe you'll see it's not you that's criticizing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the spirit. I hope it leaks through the Zoom, you know. The spirit to me is all that's, yeah, you know, align the books in the bookshelf in alphabetical order. That's helpful, yes. But the whole dynamic is what's interested to me, yeah. Am I, if, was I defeated by self? Well, if I was, I may be right now. And I could continue to be defeated later if I don't get clear about what's going on, in a sense, the underlying causes and conditions. And what I feel is if there's reliance on the head, it's synonymous of reliance on self. Yeah. If you're relying on the thought system, the thought system is, is infected with alcoholism. If you're relying on uh, your narration of what's going on, you think excitement the feeling of excitement is anxiety. We can be so off based on what's like reading the gauges of our life. We could be doing great, yet believing we're doing terrible. Yes? There's something that has, has been given the ability through ignorance and not knowing to run our lives based on its agenda. Yeah? So... The spiritual awakening is an awakening to that. You don't have to wake up to the spirit. Wake up to what you're not. Yeah? And when you realize what you're not is not you, the spirit is there. You are of spirit, I would say, tell you the truth. So your spirit doesn't have to awake to itself. It's already awake. We need to awake from the dream of self, yes? And how do we do that? Not trying to gather knowledge, spiritual knowledge, but knowledge of self so we can recognize it. And when we recognize it before the house has been burnt down, when we recognize it, we can bring it to step six and seven, and maybe we'll never have to deal with a burnt down house, yes? That's my hope, and that's my observation, really. Yeah? A lot of times, I don't go to eight and nine ever now because it's, it's dealt with six and seven. Yeah? You know how much effort and time and money it would take to have to move a house? But if you saw it in a blueprint stage, yes, and you decided not to move in then, there would be not, not much effort. Yeah? So we want to see how self defeats us, not after the defeat, yeah, but before the defeat, so that the defeat can be averted, yeah, and then we will be of maximum use and we will be of help. Just like you know, you know, I had a little slogan for me. What's the difference between an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic? Yeah, the alcoholic calls you after they drink, the recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. After they drink, it's just fucking 
Yes, the genie came out of the bottom bottle, took a big shit in their life. This got to be cleaned up and on it before you cannot divert, you can avert all that by not starting to drink and use. Yeah. A lot of people, the disease has them, so they have to become masters of how to stop. I want to have, a, I want to be a master of not starting. Yes. I don't want to know where all the rehabs are and the numbers and how I'm going to get my general service checked over to pay for the sober living house. I don't, I'd rather not do that. Yeah. I'd rather just stay sober. The shit, it's almost like a cloud, you know? The cloud starts getting together and after a while you give it a name, cumulus or cirrus, whatever. But if you could see it starting to form and tell the truth, it doesn't take a form. It doesn't take a shit in your life. Yes? You don't have to clean up the mess. To me, that makes you incredibly helpful. So, yeah, that's my take, my rant. Just go to page 64 if you knew. Go to the third paragraph and just read it. Being convinced self-manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Okay. There was a word in there called us. I think that ca captures us more than the word self. So self is foreign to us. But self is defeating all of us. All these unique us's are being defeated by the same thing, and we give it the name self. And we're not going to be able to see that tree, but we will know the tree by its fruits. And we're going to look at some of its common fruits that it grows if it's running the show in our life, which is resentment is the first one, then fear, which is truly actually mental anxiety. And then the third is harming other people in the pursuit of what you want. In other words, being incredibly selfish and inconsiderate. Yes? They are not your attributes. They are manifestations of self in your life. Was I directed to do an inventory that way? No, I wasn't. I was directed to look at my resentments, my fear, and my harming other people in the pursuit of what I wanted. And it worked in a certain way, but it led me to see that that wasn't correct ultimately, because these are manifestations of self. Why do I keep calling them mine? I must be in the act of being identified as self, knowing it or not knowing it. Because obviously if James was manifesting through me and I'm Paul and I keep calling James manifestations, mine, I'm identified as James, yes or no? Obviously, that would be the simple, clear diagnosis. Hey, bro, you're taking yourself to be James, yeah? I can do an incredible fearless and thorough inventory on James manifestations. I probably won't wanna do one on mine, yeah? So there. All right, Mike or whoever. That was awesome, Paul. Thank you. Um, 
Our first participant today is Chris. Hey guys, I, I'll I'll be quick. I know I've I know I've gone a lot, taken up a lot of time the past few times, but that what what the way this talk today started with the that that reading and then Paul's response about you know just <clears throat> why not just accept that that you are going to be impatient or whatever it really um echoed with something from a couple of nights ago the thing about like like first like accepting <laughs> like that you yeah, that you're just a ford you know you're just a ford like everyone else but then realizing you're not that you know you're not that you're not a car yes. that seems yeah it, right, you're like maybe the air that all the cars use to drive around or something i don't know that was like a very awesome uh left right zen bitch slap <laughs> punch for me because i don't yeah i i know people that's all i that's all i gotta say that was yeah. just that's just an awesome punch for me well you, your thing here is you know a ford may not want to be a ford <laughs> then there's the, the ford denies that it's a ford and then the denial of it's the ford it's more of the ford than ever yes you've seen that right You've seen like what you resist persists and all this stuff. It's like a principle in this little boomerang world. All right. So the Ford doesn't like to be a Ford. It's not, it, it's, it's too critical of Chevys and Dodges and shit like that. Yes. And it's not being, and it doesn't want to help a Chevy. It doesn't want to be of help to a Chrysler because it's a Ford. Yeah. So what happens is, it doesn't want to be that Ford, so it denies. But it's denying the Ford as a Ford, which is reinforcing its Fordness. And the point is, you're not a Ford ultimately. Yes. Yeah, but accept, but accepting that this yeah. process is a there's a Ford process happening. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's like you instead of like constantly trying to deny that or change that because you're identified with it. So you think you need to fix that. Yes. Just it's like, nope, <laughs> I, exactly. my, I am a Ford process and that, that may be uh, humbling or disappointing or something, but then it's like, but then the second that you realize that you go, oh, but then what's left? Oh, I'm not actually not a car. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So it, this is a process that I've seen over and over again. Yes. So there's something called negation and there's something called denial. Denial is of the mental variety, which is something is taken to be so real, it's sort of getting unbearable. So for, for the life of me, I do not want to be a Ford, but it can't get to the fact that, hey, that's, then that's great news because you're not a Ford. <laughs> the identification as the Ford seems so strong the only thing is denying that I'm a Ford all the while feeling like one all day. Yes. Or how you interpret all the feelings is it's a Ford. Yeah. So negation is you allow all that shit to land on you, just like you did that day with, uh, and that's me. And then with this message, that, that final acceptance of all of it's me. And then, and it's not. Yeah. You can't get to the in it, then it's not until there's, a, okay, I am, I'm a fraud. I'm never going to be not critical. Just admit the shit. And then you see you're not. 
Yeah. yeah ad ad admitting that it's almost like saying, once you really admit and accept how uh, distasteful that is, then you, then you're like, why am I, <laughs> why am I associating with that? Like it's, it, 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 it's almost like if you, if you can fake it, you can end up in this half between two fences for a while. But once you really fully accept the miserable failure of, of that Ford identity, you know, well, let's it, look it, at you. Let's look at you have an underlying feeling that you're a fraud. Yeah. So you don't want to feel like a fraud, do you? So all day, the underlying of that you're really a fraud, the head is trying to keep down. Yeah. So through denial, yet you're feeling like a fraud all fucking day. So this is just admit you're a fraud. And then there's a loss of interest. In it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's the Ford isn't going to be a Rolls Royce. It's a Ford. Yeah. 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 It was just You're trying to make the Ford feel guilty about being a Ford because it should be a Rolls Royce. That's what the head is doing to the poor Ford. The Ford would be fine. <laughs> the, Ford. the action figure probably wouldn't have 800 fucking mental illnesses and shit like that. Yeah. But it's it was, this non-recognition non of the basic situation causes a lot of other unintended consequences. So just yeah. like we have in AA, you admit your powerlessness and then you don't experience powerlessness. When you're in denial that you're powerless and you keep exerting power, you experience powerlessness quite a lot. People aren't yeah. what you want. It's not going your way. I, yeah. Why isn't that working? This is your befuddlement because what you're relying on is faulty. It's logic isn't truly logical. It is. Well, I, I hear, I hear and understand what you say. Like a lot of us all, you know, you're very powerful about it, but there are just certain times each of us individually where you, you say something that almost is like grammatically paradoxical, like, just accept that you're a Ford and then you realize that you're not a Ford. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, wait, like it made me like, wait, what? Like all suddenly all of my attention and all of my mind wandering, just, it was like a slap. And right. like, and then, I, and then I see it in a way that I could describe, but any way that I could describe it would be reducing it. And, and yeah, it was, so it was just, it was just very cool. All right. So see this logic a little bit. So let's say there is a grounded, identification as being a body yes the the head is completely relies on that that's its premise yeah the brain interprets everything to the body as if it's because it's a part of it yeah so it's got this story that you're a body then you're confronted with the failure of some things you've been relying on and then spirituality says it seems to be as offered as the solution so now, unbeknownst to you, because you are spirit, you're now trying to become spiritual as a body. Yeah. So a lot of people will start wearing different clothes, loose fitting clothes, take yoga classes, <laughs> do this shit. Yeah. They're trying to mimic something based, but from a, a misidentification. Yeah. Instead of let's tell the truth. Yeah. And then you realize you are a spirit. Yes. It's not like you become a spirit by realizing something else. You realize you are a spirit. 
And it ain't what you don't realize your spirit. You realize you're not that which says it's a body, so to speak. Yeah. And then what gets revealed by the negation of that misidentification is the true nature. Yes. Yeah. yeah and you see the futility of trying to become spiritual as a body. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You see, yeah. like, it's it, sometimes it happens in life where, like, you, you might see yourself or your body or whatever from someone else's perspective. It would be like, I might be reading an article in a newspaper that says, you know, a 50-year-old man was arrested and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that they're talking about me. Like, you see yourself described from that perspective, like, the way you look at everyone else as just, you know, some guy. Whereas from, and then you realize, on the one hand, yeah, you, I am just that. That, well, but yeah. I'm not that. <laughs> it's just like when you go into a program, if the program is pretty good and you haven't paid like $80,000 to go there, because then they may have a different agenda. You know, so the yeah. finances, the program, people in the program know are treating you like an addict. It's exactly like that. Around expecting to be treated as Paul. Yes. Yeah. And if they're, if they're worth their salt, they will be consistent in treating AKA Paul as an addict because that's what Paul actually is at the moment as an activity. Paul yeah, is I, an I, addict, I, yeah? So yeah. I spent two years in a program and I had disagreed with a lot of what they said, but my life looked a lot better with them telling me what to do than it ever looked like when I was telling me what to do. It was an unbelievable that, example. Yeah, I had that exact same experience. It was in a, with a, a mental institution, not a recovery. And that those first moments when I saw myself as that guy sitting there in the room with the other mental what? patients, <laughs> it has that same feeling. Like I don't want to be that guy, but it's like, well, you are that guy. But but then actually, you know, you, you're not. That's just not you at all. That's just something that this body's going through or something. Yeah, so. see, but Chris, see that situation allowed you feel a certain stable underlying sense. Yes. You're special and unique and different. And in <laughs> fact, you're not, yes? <laughs> yeah. It's nice to hit it because it's having yeah. a huge influence throughout well, our this special sense of uniqueness and stuff. Yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about the no, artistic I, I, uniqueness of. What I know what you are. mean. I'm talking about this uniqueness that no one understands me. No one knows how I'm feeling. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I, I, I'm more important. I know that. Yeah, that that night that I went through that process of, it was everything like you just described, except boiled down into a concentrated period of time of like an ultimate resistance and like a final battle right. that was then you know lost. And I, yeah, and I came out of there feeling like a, like Bambi or something, but, uh, but then, you know, then the lot, then the, the sheep <laughs> programming. Yeah, but out. that knowledge <laughs> isn't forgotten. It's there and it's going to produce effects. Yeah, yes. I know. Yes. All right, thank you. When you get it, you don't lose it. Something acts as if it's lost it, but it's in there. Yes. It is in there. Cause everything's been, that happened to occur right at the beginning of COVID. So the world became a little bit weird when I got out, but my, everything, everything has been different since then because of that 
that death. This is the power that we represent. Yes. Yeah. We're thinking we're powerful, but in fact, we truly, truly are not as the, the, the head would like to see it. Yeah. We are incredibly powerful. We can make mountains out of molehills. We can, we can override the experience of today by obsessing over yesterday and tomorrow. That's a lot of power. Yes. That's a lot of fucking power being flexed. Yeah. And obviously some of us have realized the what was wielding that power in our life was fucking destroying us and destroying others with us. Yes. And yeah. it would, it became such a humble revelation that the, 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 the beautiful solution in recovery, which is to turn one's will and life over to the care of a higher power, something that knows better what to do with this power that we are. Yeah. Instead of letting the head use that power to give that same power and make a decision to offer it to the higher power. And I'm then still figuring that one out. And what it feels like to me right now is doing nothing. That, well, there you go. That's exactly. what it feels However, follow it, more will be yeah. revealed. Yes. It's somewhat re just being reactive. And I've just, the past couple of weeks, everyone in their and literally their mother have been coming out of the woodwork asking me for help with advice and all, all sorts of things. And so I'm, I just kind of say yes. I don't know where it's going and I am neglecting my work. And, <laughs> and it's, it's the end of the day and then it happened. Oh, it ha that happened again. I spent the whole day talking some suicidal artist out of, out of it, you know, so uh, it's like. Because you're available and then you'll be put to use. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's been, you're like a modern day Zen master with a stick that somehow reaches through the internet. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come to a live meeting. You may get hit with a rock. I would love to. I mean, so I'm. I like uh, the little rock thing. I do. <laughs> I would be very happy to be hit with a rock. By I'd be honored. <laughs> I've been much more subdued. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, Mike. Thank you, Chris. All right. Next up, we have Bill. Mr. Bill. Hey. Thanks, Mike. Hey, Paul. Hey, I uh, just wanted to kind of share a little story, I think, that might illustrate kind of the topic we're talking about here. It's funny. Yesterday, Kathleen and I are uh, driving along, coming home from a walk. And we get to this one part and there's this car that's like right next to us coming in our lane, like looks like he's coming in our lane. And out of my mouth comes, what's this stupid fucker doing? And, and at the same second, Kathleen yells, look out, he's an asshole. And, I mean, we did that. You didn't have to think about saying, does it just happen? And then yeah. the very next second, we looked at each other and just started rolling, laughing like we saw something. That I can't even explain it, but I think you understand. It was yeah. like, it just happened, but we saw, it was like we saw the funniest scene we ever saw on a sitcom or something like that. And we laughed for like, for a long time after that, right? Fortunately, there was no collision. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, it, 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 there's some, there's some headway happening here because I remember like years ago, early in recovery, I would have considered that to be 
oh, I better go to AA and confess, yeah. you know, that my shortcomings are not removed and I still yelled at somebody in traffic, yeah. <laughs> whether yeah. it was just seen as what it was. And it was just, it was just, it was just plain funny. And I think it really kind of ties into the topic we're, we're talking about here. It was, it was a really cool experience that that very instant that it happened, that one second later, we looked at each other and just started rolling laughing. It was just, we, we saw something that from a different perspective, like, and it was, it was the funny, it was hilarious, you know, yeah. to watch. But, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes the knee jerk reactions are so fast. There's no fucking way <laughs> you could squeeze a process in there before it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, but the, the sense of ownership after the event can carry for years. Yes. You know what I mean? It, or it could produce a, an action that puts you in jail for years. Yeah. Yes. All the yeah. sense owning that you shouldn't have said that or did that could lead you to a, a bondage of self that appearing in years of years of fucking jail time yeah it was it was it was like so clear that like i didn't even do that that just happened you know that, like it, you it just happened <laughs> and, and, uh, we didn't i mean it was it was so clear though and and thanks to your message that uh really you know permeates and and it has has a real effect in uh day-to-day -day experience yeah the head has rigged the race to perfection you you you're it's impossible for you to fulfill its def definition of being perfect which means that's being spiritual being perfect it's the race is already rigged you're gonna lose yeah, admit it now and save the fucking trouble buying all the running gear and shit. You're going to lose. Yeah. You're already yeah. disqualified <laughs> in the head. <laughs> but yeah. you are something that can't be described or defined. Yet yeah. it's readily available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Yeah. And yeah. Can you imagine yeah. going home and uh trying to figure out what condition you were in for that to happen how could you have said that yeah you that's all obsession with self isn't it yeah yeah it's yep. just like going home and i'm gonna do an inventory give me a fucking break <laughs> jesus christ it just showed you, you you're, you're not playing the role it has you playing you don't know what the hell's going on in most times yeah. The, yeah. the character the character could be pretty entertaining sometimes, man. If you it is. But you know, <laughs> most of us have the action figure has been trained sufficiently not to end up in jail and shit like that. So you have the ability to really have a good laugh because it's yeah. crazy. This happened <laughs> yesterday. I was working on this new uh it's not a new car, but a, a car. And it had these old stickers to go so in the old days when the first started you could go over the wow the storm was cool you could go over the golden gate bridge for nothing and it has these stickers so i decided i wanted to take it off yes so 
And uh, I was never a speed freak, but I like tweaking in a weird way. So I'm just trying to scrape it off with a credit card and shit. And one of my uh, neighbors came by and said, why don't you hear, I got a, a, a heat gun and shit and, uh, and some uh, paint stuff that won't hurt the paint and, and remove it. So I said, all right. So we took the whole thing off and there was two pieces of the thing left behind. Yeah. And it was white on the brown of the paint. And we he thought it was a chip. The paint had been removed, right? So mm -hmm. we're thinking the guy who sold it to me put this sticker on to hide this mistake. And it became this whole <laughs> conspiracy. And then I touched it and it was something. It was a piece of the decal on the paint. <laughs> but it already went into a conspiracy in like 10 seconds. It was great. Feeding off of each other. Motherfucker. The guy. <laughs> Some people who have an ass up them, they're at, you know, that ass of spirituality, perfection up their ass, that would have fucking, uh, you know, like they had 8,000, you know, gold points. It would have been negated 3,000 of those gold points. <laughs> you know what I mean? They would have been. Oh, you you lost the five miles of spiritual progress. What is that but playing fucking God? The heck? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So when the guy left, I felt it. I said, that's not the paint. That's still part of the decal. <laughs> I'm thinking of a $2,000 lawsuit or something. And it was, it was made out of nothing, a misperception. <laughs> Are you going to be before that, like the policeman making yeah. sure, give me a break. There's going to have yeah. to be so much crime because of the policeman. Yeah. 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 What yeah. does a policeman do with an action it sees? It, it usually sees it as a crime. Yes. You don't yeah. see the yeah. head. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's sitting on your recovery and maybe it doesn't have the old tri-tip steak as before, but it's got a lot of crumbs that it's fucking yeah, yeah. feasting on. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I remember I was about three years, three years into recovery, and I was sitting on a beach down in South Florida reading some spiritual book. I forget what it was. And it was spring break, right? So there's all these beautiful females in their skimpy bikini thongs running all around right in front of me. And my eyes couldn't stay on the book, right? I'm reading some spiritual book. And I felt so <laughs> I felt so guilty. I called my sponsor up who was up in New Jersey. And I said, Chuck, I don't think God has removed the lust problem yet. Because I and I was just telling him what was going on. And Chuck, who had COPD at that time, he had a hard time breathing. He dropped the phone and just started laughing so loud. Like it took him like he had to catch his breath. He couldn't even stop laughing that hard. And then we had a nice talk about kind of like what we're what we're talking about here, you know. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> but I, I don't that just came to memory there, that that experience. But it's the same sort of thing, you know. Yes, the obsession with self can <laughs> here as the thief or as the policeman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's funny, it is, because I was thinking I'm gonna call that guy who sold it to me. And I thought, well, what a wise move. He put a decal right on where the, the paint is chipped and shit. <laughs> 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 oh, 
all came out of a misperception. That's all. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? You don't believe you're not having misperceptions. Where you're looking from is the misperception. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at everything, some of us seemingly from a self-centered point of view. That's a misperception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's open up for a correction of that instead of all the examples of misperceptions. Let's change that. Check it out. Lose interest in self and gain interest in the uh, infinite. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, self is not going to, you're never going to be granted uh, a pardon for all the shit you thought you did. It's having too much of a field day with that. Yeah. The surrender or the acceptance comes from diminishing obsession as self. Yes. 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 The self yeah. does not accept at all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So thanks, bro. Yeah. Thank sir. you. Thank you, Paul. Great story, Bill. Thank you so much. Next up, we have Miranda. Miranda, you have a question for a comment today for Paul? Yo, I'm going to fuck you for Paul, basically, uh, for uh, sending me back to AA, since I've said thank you so many times for sending me back to AA. And this week has been fucking bonkers in AA. And shit is just like, what the fuck? Like, you drunks, like, this shit's crazy. And um, it's rad. I love it. And like, I found my fucking song there. But I mean, I made Mike get at you because I took, you know, I had my old sponsor like telling me I had to take commitments and you're like telling us to take commitments. So I'm a secretary of a speaker meeting. And so I had Mike get at you and see if Paul would talk for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, but yeah, you're speaking at my meeting, our meeting, um, because it's your fault that I have to do that in the first place. And, um, and I'm really excited about it. But um, yeah, this shit is nuts. Like I... It's just like, I was talking about like the triangle, you know, I, I switched sponsors. I needed a sponsor that, you know, knows what this is, you know, like the the issues with AA that make it difficult and make you, you know, and can seemingly like the, the self stuckness shit that is like really unhelpful. Um, and the blame and shame. And for me, it's realizing like, I've got all of these like different parts, I think being fragmented by trauma and everything's just like coming back together and boiled down to like just the policeman and the thief. And it's so recognizable now. And, uh, you know, have a sponsor who I can laugh about that shit with has been incredibly helpful. And, um, so yeah, but I need this to do AA and I fucking need AA right now to stay sober and staying sober is what is keeping this fucking action figure healthy. And now I've got a kid that is eight days sober. I've got one that is sober curious now, um, trying to fucking get out of a job where he's in a coked out kitchen bar environment in the middle of Chicago and it's difficult and you know just being the embodiment of like just being sober for 83 days now like 
I'm, there's so much fucking joy here and terror. Like there's the last bastion really of terror for me is like, and I was talking to my sponsor about this is that my children are only real, real in the nightmare. You know, that's the dream. Like the dream has been a nightmare for me for so long. And so it's like my fear for them. It's like, it's bringing up this, like this dread and it feels like this heaviness in my chest. And um, it's like, I've let go of so much and it's just let go of me. It's just fallen away. But man, when faced with some of the shit that my kids have gone through in um, this past week, it's like, it's really, shit's really unraveling. And um, it's like having to let go of them as their separate individual long lasting things that they are, that is way different than this shit. It's the same, whatever, fucking, I don't know. But um, it's not, none of it would be happening. I had to, there's all of the reading of all of the books, all of the chaos of taking in all of the podcasts. Like what the fuck happened to me? Like where did my marbles go? Everything got rearranged. And now it's just been simplified and it's like, I have my couple of go-tos of like, just, a, it's a fucking real quick reminder. I don't have to suffer eternally. Like it doesn't have to be this big, long fucking process anymore. It's like, boom, I get the reminder. There's peace here and I can fucking carry on and take care of shit. And um, like Chris said, you know, it's like, I feel a bit spread thin. It's like this, this shit is contagious and you know, I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm finding balance. I'm listening to some advice that you gave a nurse a couple of weeks ago, I believe like about like asking if you, cause you're not spitting all this woo woo shit at me. So when I heard you ask her if she was doing cleansing processes, I heard that like a shaman of mine said something about that. And I I'm surrounded by a lot of sick people, like a lot of sick people that I love and um, I, the energy shit is real and like taking that on. And sometimes I feel like, wow, I just got fucking, someone just dumped a fucking ton of bricks on me. It's like all like in my body. And I've got like ways of naturally just kind of getting that out. And it's just taking responsibility for the action figure and, you know, doing that shit that I need to do so I can just not get distracted and weighed down by shit that was a lot more than I expected to share as usual blah 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 it's blessed up motherfuckers peace out alright well yeah AA is a very safe place yeah sometimes you get you. sometimes you do too much and you realize it produced an imbalance so you get to be uh, more discerning and stuff yeah it's just beautiful really and but it's it's uh it's being there all the time is such a valuable commodity yeah so yeah thank you yeah 87 days you're exactly that's how it goes yeah Brady, whatever yeah all right anyone else Yes, yes. Thank you, Miranda. Next up, we have Oliver. 
Oliver, come on in. Hello, Oliver Alcoholic. Thank you so much for this meeting. Uh, I got a question about the face, as in face as paradigm. I, uh, you know, when I uh, am tempted myself to describe what do I mean by this self or selfing, I, you know, first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, seems to be, you know, my self-image or uh, shortly face, uh, or I, um, or what do I think people think of me or what do I think people should think of me uh, or just, you know, the public image of me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and that seems to be something that is quite influential in many, many people's lives. We tend to be very, very defensive about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so the level of identification with it, I don't need to tell you anything, you know, uh, more about it. it. It can be super, super strong. And, uh, you know, but uh, I do wonder, I don't hear, you know, that much on the meetings uh, and just in general. So I wonder, you know, why? Because uh, is it because, um, you know, we are, sort of uh, when we look at what we're not, uh, we might not wanna look at that part, you know, stare in, to, in that or just look at that too long because I don't know, maybe there's some caution or fear in, in you know, seeing or uh, looking at that persona, look at that, those characteristics that we so identified with, you know, just our self image or what do we think other people think of us and uh, that kind of stuff. So is there in your experience, you know, danger of looking at it, um, you know, with all the consciousness that, uh, at our disposal uh, of, you know. Yeah. yeah, things can be dangerous if it's obsessively done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But see, this is part of trusting the process. It's sort of like you can be awake on the operating table, but you're not trying to direct a doctor or keep looking at the liver. Yeah. You're just, you're, you're just, your attention is somewhere else while you're being operated on. Yeah. That's my feeling. And if something seems to have, uh, you know, the, the stone that's rolled in front of the cave opening, then you may have to have a, a dark night of the, uh, of the soul, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So as to me, the whole point, uh, trusting the process uh, is tells me, I just don't put it under a high powered microscope all day. Yeah. Basically, I'm busy, whatever, trying to be of help while I'm being changed, yes, in the process. I'm not following the changes like second to second, yeah, because I see your observation of stuff distorts what's being observed, yeah. So I trust this process and it hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, uh, probably a lot of shit has been removed and added without me knowing it. And uh, it seems to work pretty well, yeah? 
I just enjoy the traveling lighter. I don't know what was taken out or what was put in or, yeah, but I like the effect. So I continue staying on the operating table, not getting up and not playing doctor. So the idea of losing your face can be painful to the face. Yeah, uh, obviously. But uh, you know what happened here in our society a lot? The idea of going through a process has been seen as something uh, to avoid at all costs. So a lot of pills are taken not to go through a process, you know? And sometimes, like when I was out there using, I wanted instant gratification. And then I got into AA and I saw there's like a beginning, a middle, and an end, yeah? Where I only wanted the end. So, and then what happened is that distance between what I was doing and where it was leading, I lost interest in. And I didn't care about arriving at an end. And I had no interest in instant gratification anymore. It was mind-boggling, yeah? You would think I would have gotten interested in, uh, you know, constantly watching my movement towards the end. No, I got lost in the process. I, it's fine. I think we're a continual work of art, so to speak. And uh, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to be the judge or bring in an art critic to tell me how I am, really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just sort of let it go. So yes, it can be obviously losing face to the face can be seemingly to be like the end of the world, but your ass is probably going to do a whole lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that hit what you were asking somehow. Yes, I guess, you know, the, the caution is probably because, you know, what's potentially terrified is the face. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely got my answer. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. See, if, uh, see the face, tells you you're it's all of you so then it's translated as you're terrified you're not terrified something that you're conscious of is terrified it's different yes and in a sense that terrify it's being terrified is an indication of something great really yeah it really is so when that thing gets really scared you're on to something my feeling yeah. Yeah. And you're in good hands. Yeah. She's, you know, you know how many people in, put themselves into dark nights of the souls out of fear of a dark night of the soul? <laughs> they, they, they're, they're going through so much fear, more fear that the, the dark night of the soul would never have had. <laughs> trying to avoid the dark night of the soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what the head is like. The head steps in and it furthers the problem. It doesn't lessen the problem. <laughs> it usually adds to it. Yeah. Don't you, don't you, have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The thing that's afraid of me not being healthy is not a good health worker for me. <laughs> I don't, when I'm going to get a diagnosis, it doesn't get called into the room. <laughs> it doesn't because it will just fucking get totally fucking obsessed about something. 
and it actually causes a dis-ease in you that's going to open you up to other diseases. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that was close to what you were asking. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, is that it? Moving right along. Next up, we have Annette. All right. And then I think we're going to end. I got to go somewhere soon. Uh, okay. uh, Paul, I just want to say thank you. I uh, offered the reading tonight and I'm reminded Miranda is absolutely right. You have helped me tolerate or understand perhaps my uh, home group so much better. And you are a reminder uh, that uh, you know, we may be on this spiritual path, path and have these ideas, but the people in the rooms don't know. You know, they're like children who haven't learned to read. You've, you're reading the book here, and they aren't. So I try to be mindful and try to, like, bring principles into my everyday activities. And I just wanted to say thanks a lot. Yeah, that's all you can do, honey. Yeah, remember, yep. progress, not perfection. And the hardest taskmaster is your own head. It's playing God. Yeah. That, the head is playing God with God. It's playing God in so many different ways. If you can get a, a meager understanding of some of the ways, you'll recognize a whole lot more of the ways the head is playing God. Yeah. And it says in AA, it's the primary directive, really. Quit playing God. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it's actually put as first. And then the principle of, of turning your will and life over to the care of a higher power is next. So in a linear process or a hierarchy of value, the, the importance of quit playing God is incredibly supreme in a sense, yeah? Because yeah. that's what the head's doing, being in recovery or not. The head is playing God. It's using our God juice to play God. Yeah? Yeah. This is what you notice. You start noticing it more. Yeah. And, and then there's a truth telling. And then the higher power, or let's call it God, starts playing God. And it's a whole lot different to be at the end of God playing God than self playing God. It's a whole lot different. You're going to be a whole lot happier when God's playing God in your life instead of self playing God, I'm sure, yes. So this is eyes to see and understanding is our glasses to lend, yeah? So that you can start seeing what has and is and will defeat you. And it's not you, yeah? It's speaking to you as you, but it ain't, yeah? And it's presenting a lot of false evidence, historically, futuristically, but it's false evidence. And it's, and it's really pretty much dependent on you as taking it to be true, yeah? That's what triggers the whole avalanche. The false evidence does not trigger the avalanche. The avalanche is triggered is when it appears to be true to us because we are the source of power. Self is not a source of power. We are the source of power it uses to defeat us. We are the source of power it uses to defeat us. 
It has to take or be given it. And it does it in a very subtle, sublime way. But when you see it, you'll recognize it. Yeah. Yes. You need to, that's all. The little bit of knowledge of self goes a long way where self-knowledge avails us nothing. Yes. So thank you. Is that it, Mike? Yeah, that's it. Hey, Jimmy, I saw your hand up. If you want to come next Tuesday. Um, no, no, Jimmy, we'll do it now. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, Jimmy, would you still like to ask your question, Jimmy? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, what do you think about this statement, Paul, that I hear frequently, um, daily reprieve contingent on spiritual conditioning? How do you keep your spiritual conditioning so you can avoid the pain? Uh, by recognizing I'm, I'm spirit, yes. Instead of trying to recognize spirit from what I'm not, recognize what I'm not from spirit, yeah? To me, the highest form of maintaining a spiritual condition is to be a spiritual condition. End of story, yeah? There's not a spiritual malady, it's a mental malady. Yeah, when the mental malady diminishes, the spirit will become obvious. Yes. If you try to make the spirit obvious through the mental condition, it's more reinforcing the mental condition. So there you go. That's how I see it. And it's not, it's the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Yeah. So the highest form of maintenance is being something, I'll tell you. Yeah. So seeing what you're not is going to bring you to where you never left, which is what you are. And I would say what you are is not a thingness. It's not a body. You're not going to recognize you're another body and you're not this body called Paul. It's not a body. Let's call it awareness or spirit or whatever you want to call it, space. But there is uh, existence that's not taking the form of a body yes and i would say it's spirit and it's moving through us right now yeah so when you do certain stuff that diminishes the mental preoccupation the spirit becomes obvious yeah that's how it works with me so all right jimmy thank you very much you're welcome yeah anyone else mike that's it, Paul. Thank you. All right. So uh, let's say goodbye to everybody. We got Annette. Thank you, Annette, for picking up. Yes. Yeah. Michael, as always, we'll miss you, bro. Hopefully, uh, I know you're not going to tell us where you're going because you'll be hearing from us because we'll need your help so much. So keep it undisclosed. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good time. Kathleen. I think you're taking over the SS uh, Zen bitch slot. All right. I trust the process. We're in good hands. Joseph, France, nice to see you, my friend. Walter, Netherlands. We've got Keith in Portland. Nice to see you, Keith. We got Hallie. Yeah. Elaine, nice to see you, Elaine. Have you been here before, Elaine? 
Yeah, just while I'm sorry in the background of being some of the non-duality. Yeah, okay. All right, it's nice to see you, Elaine. Thank you. All right, Chris B, as always, Laurie, uh, Alex and Jacob, nice to see you guys. Hey, Jacob, hopefully if I go back east, we'll try to align the trip. Yeah, so I can see you all. I can see you because hopefully late May or June, early June, I'll go to at East. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you know the days I'm thinking of and we'll see if it can work out. Cool. Okay. I look forward to it. I think I'm going to have to give you a call before the next time I host um, in order to get my computer clear. Yeah. yeah, I'll get Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah. Just call me up and then I'll look for it and then give it to you. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mickey, as always, nice to see you, honey. We got Bill Churchman, the Lebowski, Jimmy, Miranda, Clay, Giselle's phone, Jeff down Southern Cal, Florida, John, Oliver, Berlin, John K, formerly Jeb, Jed, Jess, Jet, Joran in uh, Sweden, yeah. Beth, nice to see you. Uh, we've got Jeffrey in Seattle, Nicholas B. Yeah, Nicholas, uh, your question, yes, capitalization can help in, in, in writing about stuff, yes. Shannon, Corkery, we got Fletch is listening, cool. Christine in Kona. Uh, let's see who else here. If I didn't get you, uh, you're gotten anyway. Sean in Dallas. Nice to see you, Sean. Uh, and yeah, thanks guys. Have a wonderful day. Right on, Paul. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thank you all. Bye-bye.